Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm fired up for this week's episode with the one and only Jim Quick. Jim is a friend of mine. I've known him for several years now. I initially heard about him through a Summit Series event where there was this mysterious speaker that uh, called out something like 40 or 50 names and memorized them on the spot and then recited them back. And uh, it was sort of the talk of, uh, of the town. And uh, I reached out to Jim and said, I- I'd love to connect with you because like Jim, uh, when I was uh, younger, I had struggled with uh, some learning challenges. I actually was diagnosed with an early learning disability and uh, thankfully transcended uh, that learning disability through some really profound assistance and a lot of tenacity and hard work. But uh, Jim really inspires me because he has overcome his own uh, significant challenges and use them to his great benefit and has created hacks that all of us can apply in our own lives to help with things like remembering people's names um, and overall sort of cognitive hacks to, to really optimize our brains. He's worked with some of the biggest stars and celebrities out there from Hugh Jackman to Will Smith. Uh, and he's uh, one of the most coveted uh, teachers as it relates to the brain and cognitive uh, performance. So it's with great pleasure that I get to share with you a really insightful conversation with Jim Quick. Now, this episode is brought to you by two of my uh, favorite companies. The first is Thrive Probiotic. I actually recently uh, was in the Northeast uh, and got bit by a tick. Now, I didn't wait long enough to ascertain whether or not it was a Lyme-carrying tick, but uh, decided to get on an antibiotic uh, stat, which I try to avoid antibiotics uh, as much as possible because 70% of our immune system is in our gut, and our gut thrives on the good bacteria within. And so I'm super grateful to actually have been taking and now to continue to take Thrive Probiotic to help rebuild my gut with healthy bacteria to support my immune system uh, through this challenging course. So Thrive Probiotic is one of my favorite companies. They have one of the few clinically proven probiotics and I've been using their products uh, with great response and, and love it. And they've offered to give um, our audience 15% off. So if you go to thriveprobiotic.com and put in peak at checkout, you'll get 15% off your, off your order. This episode is also brought to you by another one of my favorite companies, which is Foria Wellness. Uh, Foria has one of the best CBDs on the market. I take CBD for as an anti-inflammatory, uh, for overall as an anti-anxiety, as a, a general wellness supplement to support you know our endocannabinoid system. And I did a bunch of research into companies, and there's a lot of frankly unregulated and not very high quality CBDs on the market. And I know the founder, Matt Gerson, for many years, and he's, uh, he's extraordinarily careful and strict about quality. And so I went to him when I decided the podcast and said, I'd love to feature you because uh, CBD has been a huge asset in my life. It's something I've shared with my mother and father for their well-being. Um, and if you go to their website, Foria, F-O-R-I-L, F-O-R-I-A Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com, and put in peak at checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. Again, foriawellness.com, peak for 20% off your order. And without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce Jim Quick. Jim Quick. 
All right, I am here with my man, uh, Jim Quick. Jim, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me, Michael. Uh, we are actually at your conference, the Superhero Brain Conference, and uh, it's been incredible. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it's really a mission for us to be able to help people to unleash more of their superpowers. Yes. Yeah, yeah can you start off by giving us a little bit of context? Sure. I mean, you're obviously a, a brain memory expert, but what led you into this space? Oh, good. So um, when people see me do demonstrations on stage, if I memorize, uh, they'll see me memorize a room full of people's names, like 100 people or 100 words forwards and backwards or 100 numbers. I always tell people I don't do this to impress them. I do this to express them what's really possible. Because every single person who's watching this conversation, participating in this, could do it also. No matter their age or their background, their career, their diet, their level of education, it just it doesn't matter. It's just we aren't taught that. And what we are taught is a lie. Uh, or a myth, a lie that our potential, our memory, our learning, our intelligence is somehow fixed, like our shoe size, and it's absolutely not true. Mm. I mean, we've discovered more over the past 20 years than the previous 2,000 years about the human brain and really what, what it's capable of. And uh, what we know is it has this incredible capacity to learn and absorb and focus and create and remember things. It's just we're not shown how. And I know this for a fact because growing up, I actually, to answer your question, I actually grew up with really severe learning challenges. Mm -hmm. People don't know, but I had a head injury when I was five years old and I, was, um, I had learning challenges that resulted from it. I mean, I, Teachers would have to explain things three or four or five times, and I still wouldn't understand. I, it would take me longer. You know, I'd have to work two or three times harder than everybody else. I didn't have focus. Uh, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't uh, remember things. It actually, for when it came to my reading, it actually took me an extra three years just to learn how to read something. And this wow. is so, at that age, it's such a uh, frustrating struggle. And so all through school, um, elementary school, middle school, junior high, even through high school, it's something I dealt with privately and, and publicly. And it's a tough struggle when you think like, you know, I was the boy with the broken brain. And then uh, when I got to college, I really wanted to um, show my family that I could do it. I wanted to prove to the world, prove to myself that I was worth something, and I thought I'd start fresh. It impacted your self-worth, I imagine, growing Com up. Completely, and I yeah. think part of our identity is based on like how we feel, how smart we are. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you feel like, and I really found since then, it's not really how smart you are, it's how are you smart, mm. right? It's not how smart you are, your children, or, or your loved ones, it's really how, how are you smart, mm -hmm. and discovering that. And really, my life's work is really about discovering people's superpowers. And I think one of the greatest superpowers we have is this, you know, this superhero, this, you know, this peak mind, if you will. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, it's what makes us different than, you know, I, when every creature on earth has a superpower. They, some could fly, some could climb, some could breathe underwater, but human beings were not particularly strong or particularly fast, but we, we have our mind our ability to solve problems, to create, to innovate, to affect the world around us. And that's what's really fascinating. The challenge is, when we're talking about the human brain, the brain doesn't come with an owner's manual, and it's not always user-friendly. And so when I got to college, I, I couldn't keep up, and it actually got worse. And I thought I was going to start fresh, but it actually um, it got even more frustrating. And um, at that time, um, I was ready to quit school, and I didn't know how to tell my parents because they sacrificed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, they immigrated here, and they worked many jobs, and I, I didn't want to disappoint them, but I had so much pressure. 
And at that time, my friend said, hey, why don't you visit, um, I'm going to go visit my family this weekend. Why don't you come with and get some perspective? And I really think perspective is, is really, really key. Last night, you know, we had uh, Quincy Jones here and we were talking about, you know, you have to go to know. Because when you change place or you change people, it gives you a new outlook on problems, right? And sometimes it's, it's one of those things, and, and I'll talk about the phrase that actually changed my life. Um, well, I was ready to quit, so I decided to go uh, on this trip you know, across country to see um, my friend's family over the weekend. And they were very wealthy, and not, not just financially wealthy, but they were very happy, right? Mm-hmm. And they were connected, and they, they were, uh, they're making a difference in their community. And the father walks me around his property right before dinner and asks me a very innocent question. The question was, how school? which is pretty much the worst question you could ask me at that time. And I just break down and I start crying to this complete stranger. And I tell him my story and how I have these learning challenges and I'm quitting school and I don't have that to my family. I was really depressed about it. And he asked me another question. And I think questions are the answer. I think ask a new question, you get a new answer because it controls our focus. And so he asked me the other question saying, "Um, well, why are you in school? You know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Share. And uh, I didn't really have an answer for that. And, but he kept on asking and he persisted. And I start to answer him and he stops me and he takes out out of his back pocket a journal and he takes out a couple of sheets of paper. And I've noticed some of the most successful people that we get to work with, they, they journal, right? You think about, and I don't know if it's because that successful people, um, you know, they, because they're successful, they journal or maybe because they're journaling that, that helps make them more successful, that reflection of, of, of note-taking and note-making. Anyway, he takes a couple of pieces of paper and makes me write down this bucket list of all the things that I want to be able to um, have and create and share and be. And when I was done, I, I started folding it up and thinking I could just put it in my pocket. He grabs it out of my hand, Michael, and he starts looking at it and starts reading it. And I'm, I'm really honestly freaking out because I just met this man, a complete yeah. stranger. He's looking at my intimate, vulnerable... Your life dreams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, when he's done, he says, he says, Jim, you are this close to everything on that list. And I'm thinking, there's no way. Um, you know, give me 10 lifetimes and I'm not going to crack that list. And he goes like this, right to the side of, of the temples here, meaning that it was, you know, it was, it was my mind. It yeah. was my brain, right? And so he takes me into a room of his home that I'd never seen before. And it's wall to wall, ceiling to floor, covered in books. I mean, can you imagine? It's like a library in someone's home, which I've never it. seen. And he starts grabbing books and handing them to me. And I start looking at the titles. And there are these incredible... Their biography is incredible men and women in history and some really early personal growth books. Mm-hmm. And so I, start, I started looking at it. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And he's like, Jim, I want you to read one of these books a week. And I'm thinking, have you not been listening to what I was saying? I'm learning challenged. I haven't ever finished a book cover to cover. And then I, you know, I was like, I can't do it. And plus, I have all this schoolwork. And he looks me right in the eye and he says, Jim, don't let school get in the way of your education. Mm. And I didn't realize that was a Mark Twain quote. You know, this was a couple, couple decades ago. But I was like, you know, that's true, sir. And yet I, I really still can't do it. And then he, he's a very smart man. He takes out of his pocket my bucket list, which he still has. And he starts to read my dreams, my goals, my desires out loud one by one. And something about hearing a stranger who's obviously very successful and can't into the universe like my, you know, these aspirations. And honestly, I mean, it, it shook my soul something fierce. Mm-hmm. And honestly, half the stuff on there was things I wanted to do for and with my family that they would never, or could never do for themselves. And I just, um, you know, with that motivation, and I think motivation is very important for learning, you know, and getting in touch with things that are uh, focus of your mind, yeah. is I, um, I agree to read one book a week. 
and I go back now, now I'm at school again and I'm sitting at my desk and I have a pile of books that I have to read for school and a pile of books that I, I, I promise to read and I just can't keep up. So then I don't eat, I don't sleep, I just live in the library. And you know that's not very sustainable. Into it, I ended up passing out in the library one night. I fall down a flight of stairs, I hit my head again and I wake up in the hospital. This is two days later now, I find out, and I'm down to 117 pounds, and it's the darkest time of my life. And, um, wow, I'm even talking about it. I was hooked up to these IVs, and I just thought there has to be a better way. And when I had that thought, the nurse came in with a mug of tea, and it had a picture of, an, of Albert Einstein, mm. who's the, the icon of like the mind or the brain. And uh, I felt like that was the opposite of who I was. And it had a quote from Einstein and said, the same level of thinking that's created your problem will not solve your problem. The same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. And it made me think a new question again. What's my problem? Oh, I'm a really slow learner. How do I think differently about it? Well, maybe I can learn how to learn. And that's when I dedicated my life to really understanding how the brain works so I could work my brain. And I started studying adult learning theory and multiple intelligences and everything I get my hands on, memory and speed reading and everything. And 60 days into it, a light switch just went on and my mind felt like it was activated. And I started to understand things. I started to have better focus. I started to be able to read faster and remember things. And my grades improved. And then also I got my life. I got the life I deserved to be able to have. And then from that point, I couldn't help but help other people. When you have that kind of life change, and I started to help uh, uh, tutor people, and one of my very first students, she was a college freshman, and she ended up reading 30 books in 30 days. Can you imagine? Like, Incredible. Like, that's amazing. Who does that? And I wanted to find out not um, how. I know how she did it, but I want to know why. And I found out that her mother was dying of terminal cancer, was given 60 days to live, and the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. Mm. And um, I get a call six months later from this young lady, and she's crying tears of joy. I find out that her mother not only survived, but is really getting better. Doctors don't know how, they don't know why. They call it a miracle, but her mother attributes it 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter that learned it from all these books. And that's where I learned that if knowledge is power, then learning is your superpower. That if knowledge is power, learning is your superpower. And I've dedicated my life ever since to helping people learn better. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it evokes several things in me. One was the fact that this wo- this woman dedicated herself to reach the extraordinary through her dedication to her mother, and and, and even your story of, of family really being your motive. And I thought of, thought about Viktor Frankl, and he talked about mm-hmm. man's search for meaning. Those that made it through the camps, which were just, just so horrific, I can't even imagine, were were the ones who had someone else that they were yeah. they were living for. So that that's incredibly powerful. So I know now you dedicate yourself to to learning, to memory, to the brain and its possibilities. Mm-hmm. For those who who are watching um, that are really looking to unlock their own potential, yeah. uh, what kind of tips? Because um, I know you have you have several. I mean. I've, seen you, you can memorize. And one of the things I've realized is I remember meeting Bill Clinton and the fact that he went from talking to me to then meeting someone he had met once three years ago, remembering their name and then going and talking to the janitor, remembering his right. name. I was blown away by the power of na- names yeah. and remembering someone's name. And that's always been something I've struggled with. What are some of the, the tips that you can give people to enhance their memory and, and obviously some of the things that they can apply in their lives that will have you yeah. know, a profound effect? Absolutely. And I think if there's a, a skill to, to master you know, in the, in for your career, and especially in business, the number one business etiquette skill is remembering people's names. Mm-hmm. 
because how are you going to show somebody you're going to care about them or care about their health or care about their future or their family or their, their finances, whatever it is that you're offering them, if you don't just care enough just to remember them mm. and their name and the people close to them. So I think when you're talking about President Clinton, it's, it's a leadership skill, mm-hmm. right, to be able to do that. It shows that you care because when we forget someone's name once or twice or three times, it, it sends a message to people that they're not important and that might not be the case. It's just we aren't taught. You know, because they don't teach you in school. They have, you know, three R's in school, reading, writing, arithmetic. But what about remembering? What about retention? Mm. What about recall? So I always tell people there's three keys for improving your memory. And if you forget something, like where you put something or someone's name or a pin number, whatever it is, usually one of these three things is missing. So I call it MOM. And uh, M-O-M, and we use acronyms because it helps people remember things. The M it's surprising. Like I think 95% of the people are self-admitted, you know, challenges with names. But if I if we had like a suitcase here of $100,000 cash for them or their favorite charity, if you just remember the per- the person's name or the next person you meet, um, I think everyone's going to remember that person's name, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it had nothing to do with capability or your potential. Everyone becomes a memory expert when they're when they're motivated, and that's what the M stands for, motivation. I think I recently did a talk in Silicon Valley, and afterwards Bill Gates comes up to me, and we have this interesting conversation about the future of education. And I'm talking about accelerated learning theory, and he's talking about uh, technology, and we're talking about how that collides and converges. And then somebody listening to the conversation says, uh, well, what's missing? Is there anything missing? And we both think for a little bit, and we say, motivation. Hmm. You know, because a lot of people know what to do, but they're not doing those things. And so- Individual motivation or systemic motivation? (laughs) Both. Right, because I think, like, if for example, we we um we we have students online, speed reading memory students in 150 countries, and I tell people that I, we can help anyone improve as long as they have two things: that they're open-minded, right, and they're motivated. And meaning that someone could be very motivated, but if they're not open-minded, they're not going to learn something new. Or someone could be open-minded, and if but if they're not motivated to learn something, they're not going to get the you know if their motivation on a scale of zero to ten is zero, zero times anything is going to be it's going to be zero. So what I tell people to do is 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 find your why. You know we talked about the why of this young woman, or you know or Victor Frankl. Everyone has their why, and some people don't have a why. And something simple like why do you remember a person's name? And I, you could say to yourself, why do I want to remember this person's name? Maybe it's to show the person respect. Maybe it's to connect with another human being. Maybe it's to make a new friend or to do some business. Or maybe it's just to practice these tips from Jim Quick. But if you could, if you can't come up with a reason, you won't remember. But if you could come up with a reason, here's here's the the tweetable: reasons reap results. Reasons reap results. I have a formula. I, I call it H cubed: head, heart, hands. That if you have something in your mind, you could affirm it and visualize it and set goals around it. But if it just stays here and not happens with your hands, you're not acting on it. Usually, what's missing is the second H, which is the heart. Right, the emotion, the energy of motion, and so tuning into that definitely definitely helps people. And so that's motivation. The O, you'll appreciate this. The O stands for observation, observation, and this is the mindfulness. Right, this is being present with somebody because a lot of people they blame when they forget someone's name, they blame their retention. When it's not their retention, it's their attention. It's not a matter of retention; it's a matter of attention. So many people come to events. And you meet them, and then what they're you're, they're getting their name, and your brain is this, is this unbelievable. You have the incredible superhero mind, and yet what happens is, you know, you can remember like one word. It's a name, right? So it's two words, but a lot of people aren't even paying attention. What are they doing? They're looking over your shoulders. They're having a conversation with themselves, right? You met, you mentioned President Clinton. 
you know, every opportunity I've had to meet him, he he the same thing. He remembers your name, right? He remembers the last conversation. He could pick up where you left off, and that's that's amazing. And I remember asking him, I was like, Princeton Clinton, like, how do you do it? You know, like, what memory techniques are you using? And he tells me the story about his grandfather um, in Arkansas would get the kids around and tell stories to them, but not just let it stop there. He would actually quiz them and ask them questions to see if they were actually paying attention, mm. right? And so when you're with someone like a President Clinton, we were, we were at a charity event for 2,000 people recently, and we were sitting together, and it was like me, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Sir Richard Branson, Ashton Kutcher, his twin brother, and, uh, and President Clinton, right? So a lot more important people um, you know, in that, on that table and in that room, but when I'm talking to him, He's not looking over your shoulder, and you feel like, didn't you feel like he's like the, you're the only person in the world? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a profound skill and, to, and, to make and, someone feel that and way. And, that's right. and, it's and Quincy skill. did that as well last night. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And he, that, that masters do that. They have this art of presence because that's where they create from, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that his incredible memory and his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. That his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present with people. And even if you just listen, like if you look at the word listen and you scramble the letters, it becomes the word silent, right? And a lot of people, they're not silent. You know, a a friend of mine and mentor was Dr. Stephen Covey, the late Stephen Covey. And, you know, seven habits highly affected people. I highly recommend it. But one of the seven habits was seek first to understand, then to be understood, Seek first to understand, then to be understood. A lot of people, they're not even seeking to understand and being really interested in somebody. What they are is they're thinking about, oh, how am I going to respond to this person? And it takes them out of the conversation and inside themselves. And, uh, and that, would be, that would be not the right thing to do to be able to understand somebody, obviously. So the second thing I would say is really observe. And then finally, the other M in mom, so it's motivation, observation. The last M is mechanics. And those are the things that, that we teach, you know, the steps on how to give a speech without notes, how to learn another language, you know, seven different airways of remembering someone's name. But if you don't have the motivation to remember something and you don't really pay attention, the mechanics aren't going to help very much. What are, the, what are some of the tips, and I, I know you, you're just a treasure trove of information, but what are some of the tips that you would give to someone to try to make a speech without, without notes? Because I know, I know a lot of times people get tripped up, and maybe it's not a speech in the, in the, public, you know, in, in the public sense, but yeah. even just presenting an important concept to someone you love. Like, what yeah. are the ways in which you know, to, to, be, to enter into a state of flow to allow information to come to you more naturally? Yeah, so uh, what I would say for that is, um, okay, so if you want to be be able to remember. A lot of people have a fear of giving a, a speech, a toast at a wedding, right, or a little a talk at a business meeting and such. And it's understandable because you know we're not taught how to do that, right? And if you're not, if you've never been taught, you know, if you never learn how to read, you know, how are you supposed to learn how to do that, right? And so, um, one of my favorite techniques, and actually, so there, when it comes to human memory, and that that's really my my superpower, is people don't realize that one third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology, right? But two thirds of it is is more in your control. Mm-hmm. It's in your direct influence. And so there are ten things that actually really move the needle that I found. Um, you know, ten stages or ten steps, if you will, to unlock your your superhero brain. And I would say. I'll tell you what those 10 are, and actually don't, don't write this down. I'll tell you what those 10 are, and then I'll give you an actual technique to memorize those 10, so as if you're gonna give a speech on these 10 things, right? Oh. So um, 
and each remember, do not write this down. Number one is a good diet, and I'm not gonna go into it, and I think every single person is gonna say, yes, those 10 things are important, so I'm not gonna say anything that's just so amazing, amazing uh, brain-breaking you know, material, because often the, most, the things that are gonna move the needle for most people are the, the, the fundamentals. The simplest. Yeah, the simplest things, and most of them, honestly, they're, they're free, too. They're the easiest thing, right? And so becoming a master, um, we, we had at this event, The Superior Brain, uh, Shannon Lee, who's the daughter of Bruce Lee, you know, and then he, she, she talked about mastery, and that's that's really the key. You know, he has this phrase that I'm not scared of the the, the person who has practiced 10,000 kicks once. I'm afraid of the, the person who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And that that's people, that's the difference between a dabbler and someone who wants to master something, yeah. right? And so what I would say is the first thing is a good diet, right? Because you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is killing ants. And I'm borrowing that from our friend, Dr. Daniel Amen. Automatic negative thoughts mm-hmm. because, you know, your self-talk makes a difference. And so you want to get rid of those ants. The third thing is exercise. We know physical activity is good for your mental activity and mental brain. The third thing I would, the fourth thing is uh, brain nutrients, mm-hmm. right? Maybe we don't get, we live in a fast food lifestyle. Everything everyone's traveling, doing their thing. Um, but if you can't get it through your food, get it through supplementation. Number five, this is a big one, positive peer group. Mm-hmm. Positive, our, our, our mutual. Some of the five people you spend the most time with. Exactly. Our mutual friend Dr. Mark Hyman says it's not just your um, your biological networks, it's your social networks. And I would say it's the same for your brain. It's not just your neurological networks, it's your social networks. It's the who you spend time with is who you become. So positive peers are, are you spending time with people that encourage you, that, that uplift you, that challenge you, that educate you, and stuff like that. Number six, clean environment. This is a big one because your external environment is often a reflection of your internal environment. And we know that if you want like a peak mind, if you, if you want to have a peace of mind also, you know, when you clean off your desk or you clean off your desktop, it gives you a sense of more calm, mm-hmm. right? Because it reflects uh, on uh, both ways. It's like, it's a loop. And so clean environment. And finally, number seven, eight, nine, ten, seven is sleep. So important for your mind, Crucial. right? And so we have this epidemic of sleeplessness, and that's a big challenge. And people actually start developing an identity. I'm so busy, I can't sleep, and it becomes part of who they are. But the person they end up hurting is really themselves, because it's like a badge of honor. And when you start associating that to your ego, you're in a lot of trouble, because you're always going to be busy then, mm-hmm. right? So you have that monkey mind. So seven is sleep. Number eight is brain protection. And it sounds weird coming from the guy who's had a number of concussions and and falls and everything, uh, but I was recently at the concussion premiere. I had an opportunity to work with Will Smith, and uh, you know I teach actors how to speed read scripts and how to memorize their lines. But you know, wear, wear a helmet because uh, it's your brain is resilient, but it, it's fragile in many ways. Also, mm-hmm. number nine is new learnings, new learnings, and that that goes. Anyone who's watching this right now, you know, we're kindred spirits. You're watching this because you love growth and you love to give and you're learning. And finally, number ten is a big one but it's often uh, overlooked, is stress management. Mm. A lot of people feel like that stress state is that their natural state because they're in it all the time. But fish, they can't see water because they're in it all the time, right? And so cortisol, what we produce when we're stressed, cortisol and adrenaline, it's good for fight or flight if you have to do that, but it's not good if you need to think. Mm. It's not good if you need to, to problem solve. It's not good if you need to parent or take a test because no good decisions come out of, out of those kind of lower states. And that's a challenge, so stress management. So those are the 10 keys. And I think the reason why I say this as, a, as, as your, as your you know, mindful coach, if you will, or your brain coach, 
is, you know, notice when I say these 10, which of them are areas that you, maybe we could develop more? Mm-hmm. Like some people are like, yeah, I'm really not moving around and exercising, or man, I'm not really spending time with around the right people, or I'm not really supplementing in this, or you know, I've just been stressed out, or maybe I'm not getting enough sleep, or my diet, whatever. Find the thing that, that, that's for you, and I would you know, elevate that. Now, how do you memorize these 10 things, right? Going back to memorizing facts and giving a speech without notes. Well, I go back through history, and in, 20, in 2,500 years, there's uh, the, anecdotally, um, the Greek order Simonides is one of the, one of the fathers, if you will, of, of, of memory. And he, is, he was an order. He gave a reading, in, um, and afterwards, something really tragic happened after he left. The building collapsed and, and killed the people that were there. And he had the responsibility of coming back and helping family members identify their loved ones. Um, because back then, you know, buildings were made out of sheetrock and, and wood. It was made out of, like, stone, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able to do it based on where they were sitting. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has this superpower, right? You remember things based on location um, because it's as a hunter-gatherer, you needed to know not the definition of things or you need to memorize numbers or anything. You need to remember where things were, where the food was, enemy tribe, clean water, fertile soil. And so we, we, we got programmed and conditioned to be able to memorize things in our environment. In fact, when you forget someone's name, the second question you ask is besides what's that person's name is where do I know that person from? Mm-hmm. Because the context gives you the content, right? And so... So he, we realized that we store information in space, so why not use that to take the information you want to put in specific places and locations that we're very familiar with, right? So you pick the first thing in the first place, but the second thing in the second place. And if you ever found yourself saying in the first place this, in the second place that, in the third place that, um, that's where it came from. That languaging came from this 2,500-year-old memory technique, but the art of that memory has disappeared, but the languaging is still there. So here's how you apply it. Um, we could actually take places like your home. We could take places. I like to use the body because we always carry this place with us. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do here is we're going to make, can we make this a little interactive? Yeah, please. So there's, let's take 10 places on our body. And so you're going to do this with us as you're watching this. You're going to say it, you're going to see it, and do it. So um, number one is top. So go like this. We're going to do this top. Mm-hmm. Two is nose. Three is mouth. And say it with me. So three is mouth. Mouth. Four is ears. Ears. Five is your larynx. Larynx. Uh, six is your shoulders. Shoulders. Seven is your collar. Collar. Good. Eight is your fingers. Fingers. Nine is your belly. Belly. And ten is your seat. Seat. Right, your yoga seat. Um, let's do it again. One is top. Top. Two is nose. Nose. Three is mouth. Mouth. Four is ears. Ears. Five is larynx. Larynx. Six is shoulders. Shoulders. Seven is collar. Collar. Eight is fingers. Fingers. Nine is belly. Belly. And ten is seat. Seat. And then just one more time for repetition. One is top. Top. Two is nose. Nose. Three is mouth. Mouth. Four is ears. Ears. Five is larynx. Larynx. Six is shoulders. Shoulders. Seven is collar. Collar. Eight is fingers. Fingers. Nine is belly. Belly. And ten is seat. seat. All right. So those are the ten places. So we just created ten places on your body. Now this becomes a filing system, be able to store information. So for example, there's three stages of memory. You have to encode memory, you have to store memory, and then you retrieve memory. So you encode it, store it, and retrieve it. The reason why a lot of people can't retrieve uh, the information that they want, the name or the speech, whatever it is, is because usually they didn't encode or store it someplace. Mm-hmm. And so the encoding, what tends to be more memorable are things that we see. 
right? We remember the face, we forget the name, right? Mm. You go yes. to someone and say, you know, I remember your face, but I forgot your name. Yeah, I'm gr- great, great with faces, faces, and I've not, to this point, been great with names right. sometimes. And the opposite, we never, you go to someone and say, you know, I remember your face, but I forgot your name. You never go to someone and say the opposite. You never say, hey, I remember your name, but I forgot your face, right? right? And so it's because your visual memory is, is, is strong, because your visual cortex is larger. Um, but there's a Chinese proverb that says, what I hear, I forget, what I see, I remember, and what I do, I understand. What I hear, I forget. I heard the name, I forgot the name. What I see, I remember. I saw the face, I remember the face. And what I do, going back to exercise and practice, is is what I understand. And so if you tend to remember what you see, then you try seeing what you want to remember a a little bit more. So that imagination becomes very important to be able to remember stuff. And you want to be able to store it in a place where you could recall it easily. So you encode it through, through visualization and emotion and such and then you store it in place. So these are the places you store it. So going back to the 10 keys for unlocking your superhero brain, right? Your peak mind, if you will. Number one is a good diet. So what's your first place? It's, a, it's the top of your head. So just imagine on the top of your head, you have your good diet up there. Now good diet is like blueberries and walnuts and avocado and such. And so just imagine that up there. And even if you can't imagine it, just imagine that you're imagining it. Some people, they like to close their eyes because it helps them to, to focus a little bit more, but imagine it's up there. See it and feel it, hear it. It's a good diet. Good, go down your body. Number two is your nose, that's the second place. And the tip that I gave you before was killing ants, automatic negative thoughts. Imagine just ants, hundreds of ants coming out of your nose. And that would never happen, but that's illogical is what you remember. You don't remember the ordinary, you remember the extraordinary. So novelty is so important. Your, your, your brain thrives. You know, novelty, just like your body. You grow your body by pushing it through novelty and change, and that's how it grows. So imagine ants coming out of your nose. Your third place is what part of your body? It's your mouth, right? And the third part of remembering about improving your superhero brain is um, exercise. So just imagine you're, you're doing exercise with your mouth, like mouth exercise with your lips, you're moving around and such, but you're exercising your mouth, okay? After that, the fourth place is your ears, and really simple, the thing you want to remember for number four is brain nutrients, brain vitamins. So imagine brain vitamins coming out of your ears, right? You hear all the brain vitamins, your B vitamins, your supplements, your omega-3s and stuff, all coming out of your ears. Good. And then number five is your larynx, and that is your positive peer group. So I want you to imagine your positive friends, and they're going to you, and they're putting little happy smiley stickers, yellow smiley stickers on your larynx, your throat area, right, everywhere. And you're smiling. Why, why would that happen? You're just like, that's so childish. Who are the fastest learners out there, right? Children, right? They learn so fast because they use their imagination. Number six is your shoulders. And I want you to remember six was clean environment, clean environment. So what you're imagining now is you're looking, imagine like looking to your left and right at your shoulders. Maybe there's someone mopping and there's someone vacuuming and there's someone sweeping. They're cleaning the environment, right? You go to seven, seven is your collar. And I want you to remember seven was sleep. So sleep, imagine like a big hammock hanging on your collar and you're taking a really needed rest right on your collar. Seeing your thing, see it and feel it and do it, good. The eighth place is really uh, your fingers, right? The eighth place, your fingers. And what you want to remember for eight is brain protection, brain protection. And I would just imagine put a helmet, maybe your favorite sports team and you have like 10 fingers and say put one helmet on each 10 10 helmets and notice which which sports team and such that's remind you of brain protection and then finally 
9 and 10. 9 was your belly, and the, the ninth tip for unlocking your superhero brain is new learnings. New learnings. So I just want you to imagine like all your favorite books like are on your belly. It's like a bookshelf. All the books that are there, it's new learnings, right? New learnings. And then finally, number 10 is your seat, and I want you to imagine stress management. Whatever identifies stress. And I don't even need to know. You don't even have to post what that, what that is. But um, stress management on your seat. Now, you're on stage. You're giving a presentation. You know, and, and so much easier than just road. You need to remember the 10 keys for unlocking your superhero brain. And what happens is you just think about, okay, the first one was you go to the top of your head. And what's on the top of your head? It's just, oh, it's all the food. It's a good diet. Yeah. And number two is your nose, right? So the second point you want to remember is killing ants, the ants coming out of your nose. The third place is your mouth. And with your mouth, you're doing like all these exercises to remind you, oh, exercise is good for my, my, my brain. And after that, your ears, what's coming out of your ears? Oh, it's like these brain nutrients, brain mm-hmm. nutrients. Number five is your larynx. And your friends are putting like little happy faces there, and they're your positive peers to remind you of positive peer group. Number six uh, is your shoulders, and they're mopping and uh, sweeping. It's your clean environment. Number seven is we know is your collar, and somebody sleeping there to remind you of sleep. Number eight is your fingers, and what's on your fingers? Helmet. Helmets to remind you of brain protection. And nine is your belly, and what's on your belly? All of these books to remind you of new learnings. And finally, number 10 is your seat and uh, whatever you use to remind you of stress management. It's actually quite amazing. Like with the visual, what came off for me first was the picture. I mean, maybe because I'm quite a visual person, but the, the, the picture and the, and the sort of the different, bringing in those different mnemonic devices really do have like the pictures actually came to me first before yeah. the actual even like and the titles. Because with picture, when you think about pictures and light, it's just like, it's lightning fast, right? Mm-hmm. And a picture is worth a thousand words, you know? And we think in pictures also. When you, when you, when you, when you dream at night, you, you don't dream in like closed caption, right? Like words, right? If I ask you to describe something, you don't describe it. You, you picture it in your mind and you interpret it with words. But the picture is going directly to the source. And so also by visualizing like this also, it puts people into an alpha state, which is that meditative state, mm-hmm. that, we re- that relaxed state of awareness through, and you can get through through visualization, you can get there through deep breathing, you can get through you know, things that you teach you know, in, 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 in your community, things like um, even music, right? Mm-hmm. Certain chanting will put you in alpha state. And when that happens, you absorb information because your conscious mind is set aside and then your, your unconscious mind is, is a genius. Mm-hmm. Right? You think about all of the, the lyrics to, to songs that we know, hundreds, right? If not thousands. But how many did we actually sit down and consciously try to learn? Probably very little because we learn really well when we're in that flow state. And flow comes from this balance of, of challenge and competency, you know, where it's, if something is so, is too easy, uh, it, like say, let's say the, 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 the challenge is too low and the competency is too high, you're not going to go in flow state because it's just, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? But if it's too challenging and your competency can't match it, then that's so stressful, right? But it comes from that kind of balance. Yes. And, and so that way you're always stretching yourself and you're present here and time Time distorts, right? You lose sense of time. It's either happening faster or slower when you're when you're there. Amazing! I love that. I actually just evoked in me when I was a kid. Again, thinking of pictures and, and kind of youth playing catch, and I just like someone hit a home run. You know, you don't think when you think too much about things, like you get kind of lost. But most of the time, when you're in flow, you just how a human brain knows to calculate where the trajectory of the ball is going to go. I mean, that's actually 
quite insane when you think right. about it. Like, like there's no way you rationally deduct you're not like doing the math, but yet you, but you know, you yeah. calculate. So it's like it is that tapping into that sense of almost like a flow yeah. state and not and and finding that 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 accessibility, if you will. Yeah, and I and I think the future really is. I really do believe the time that we're in right now is the millennium of the mind. Mm. I mean, like because right now. You know, our value in society is not based on our brute strength, it's our brain strength, mm-hmm. right? It's not our muscle power, it's it's our mind power. Yeah. And the challenge is, is, is nobody's showing people, you know, mass on how to be able to do that. That's why I appreciate, you know, the work that you do also. Likewise, my man. I, I'm so actually, I'm quite lit up by this conversation. Um, I, I really would love to know three, because you're into, you're into superpowers. So if there were three tools right like the the anti-kryptonite if you were superman like uh what what are the three whether they're books whether they're like is it ted talk insight anything that you could offer to the community that you feel like you know what these are these are my kind of top three things resources that i would check out to to move towards you know my peak my peak mind my peak potential yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think it's part of it has to do with um i think these are three things that if you want to if you really want a superhero brain, if you really want a peak mind, the three things you have to commit yourself to, it's, it's, it, yes, there are external resources, but really it's a matter of being more resourceful with, with what you have. And I would, say, I would say three Gs, okay? The first G is growth. And so I would commit yourself and decide that you're, that you're on this path of, of your mind, you're, you have this mindset of growth, right? Growth is where it's not fixed and you're always advancing. Every single day, you could get a little, you could, you could make incremental progress towards something and committing to that. The second G I would say is not just growth, but also grit, grit. It's this mindset. It's what we had talked to Quincy about is just like, how do you get through when times are really dark? How do you get through when things are really, really struggling? Because you know through struggle builds muscle, right? Through challenge comes change, and through struggle you develop superpowers and, and strengths out of it. But, um, but how do you persist, you know, to be able to do that? And I find that um, working out, like res- putting those, like for example, those 10 things would make you more resilient, mm-hmm. right? When you're giving your body the right uh, things that it needs and you're having the right thoughts, right? We are what we eat, we are the thoughts we think, you know, we are the, the, the people we spend time with. We heard all these phrases. I don't think that's absolutely accurate, but that certainly those things influence, you know, our that current question. state that, that we're in. And so that helps give you resilience so you could have more grit, you know, so you could don't have to feel beaten down or mental fatigue and have to deal with all these challenges that, you know, even digital dimension, the digital demands we feel like. But if you give yourself sleep and you take care of stress management, that gives you really superpowers, right? And so I would say growth, grit. And the third thing I would say is a mindset of, of giving. Mm-hmm. You know, I think gratitude is one of the things that it's a place to start with. And I think what you give, you know, they always say ask and you shall receive. For me, it's always been give, you know, give. And, you, and, and you'll receive also, right? And I think uh, some of the most successful people, and I, I'm not just saying financial success, are the people that actually have the most impact, you know, the most contribution out there. And, um, and I know that's, that's work that you're dedicated to your life to. Question, yeah. And so I think that those are, th- if, I, if I was to say, what are the three things, resources, I would say, it, yes, there's lots of external resources. There are books and there's journaling and we have, you know, quick learning, we have the 
these best-selling speed reading memory enhancement programs. They're excellent resources. But really, I think the biggest leap people can make in, in going towards their superhero brain, their peak mind, is find not just the resources, but the resourcefulness inside of us mm-hmm. and going back to committing to growth and, and persistence of grit. You know, and grit can also be you know, having guts because it's not just your mental intelligence, it's also the intelligence of our whole being, right? Yes. And so, your you gut, know, your gut, your, your courage. Right. And, you know, in your second brain and, and the things that you're doing there and then, and then giving back because that's really what's for. Everything has to grow in society. Otherwise, it, it, it's green, you know, otherwise it's brown and it's rots, right? It's green that grows. Um, and everything in, in, in nature also, besides growing, it has to contribute. It has to give because if it's not, it, it gets cut out. You know, mm-hmm. of, the, of the system, right? And so that—that's really the key. So I would—I would say, I would say that when it comes down to mechanics, you know, I, we could. I'm happy to uh, to gift your 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 viewers like uh, you know, like four videos that would go deep in how to remember names and speed reading and oh, all, all that. that stuff. Um, and the mechanics are, are fun. They're t- they make you feel superhuman. It's, you have such an advantage out there. And I also think that a lot of success, more than half of it, is really an internal game. And it's the psychology of it. It's the attitude that it's corny, but your attitude determines your altitude. You know, and it's cliche, but it's also like a lot of cliches. It's it's also true. Yeah. So, so where could we link up to to um, to allow people access to those yes. tools? So we spend a lot of great energy on. Yeah, them. I mean, we we I'll, I'll gift uh, everyone as a thank you as your commitment to personal growth and uh, committing yourself to your peak mind. Uh, four videos on how to do these things in depth and how to remember names to how to learn anything subject or uh, skill faster. Four steps. And uh, you can get it just at Jim Quick. It's K-W-I-K, jimquick.com forward slash peak mind. Beautiful. Jimquick.com, peak mind. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. I'm so, I, I want to acknowledge you, actually. I'm so grateful. This weekend has been uh, absolutely incredible. Um, the, the, the caliber of people I've met and the dedication that people have to enhancing others' yeah. health, well-being, um, the the internal game, if you will, so as to be um, most effective out in the world, is is really profound. I mean, Dr. Amen, uh, you know, Mark Hyman, yeah, and so many of these yeah. these incredible leaders, and then you know also Quincy. I mean, absolute legends, living legends like Quincy Jones. Um, what you put together is is truly incredible, and I know that you, as someone who also went through learning challenges, um, and and worked really hard to transcend them. I think it's it's incredible to see what you can do when you, pun intended, put your mind to it, and and so and I think you really exemplify that in terms of so much of what I've seen this weekend in terms of what you created, Jim. So I really acknowledge you for that. I appreciate it, Michael. Thank yeah, you for the cape that you wear too, and thank <laughs> Thanks. you for everyone also who's 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 here on this journey with us. Yeah, I think um, so. I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up with one final question, if I can. You know, for you, it's, it's, this, it's this notion of the superhero, but what do you really feel, if you had to distill it down to, you know, one fundamental key or one fundamental next step, that one access point, which is, um, you know, for me in Star Wars, at least, it's, it's the Force, right? Or, or that, one, that one sort of superpower what, would, what do you think is the one key that people, if they, if they focus their energy on, will have the most profound impact on, on developing that peak mind or taking their life to the next level? Yeah, wow. And so lots of things come to mind for that. And when I'm thinking about the one thing, um, what I'll, I'll suggest for people, a good place, to, I think 
it begins with self-awareness. Mm. And I think self-awareness, uh, just like even Quincy, when he's talking about, you know, like love and respect, those are all superpowers. And I think starting in a place of gratitude, where you're, where you're grateful for what you have, but also this place of self-reflection, you know, of the mind, and that's definitely that's a, bit, that's a big part of it, and self-awareness, because I think it's I think success in life is really it's when you when you're living your soul's purpose. I think for me, it's most aligned with knowing yourself as part of it, right? Knowing yourself and then being yourself. Mm. You know, a lot of people they're on this discovery to know themselves, and even if they know themselves, they're not acting aligned with that, right? And then being yourself from that place, your authentic self. It's, it's, it's actually funny you said that. that. Literally, Literally, when you, uh, we were talking with Quincy last night, I leaned back because, you know, you're in the presence of an elderman and, yeah. and, and such a profound visionary. And, I, and I, I've been looking at family, and he said, you know, I said, he's got six daughters. He said, you know, I said to my, my daughter, I said, what's the biggest advice you've given to your daughters? And he said something highly commensurate with what you just shared. And he said, Basically, first to know yourself, self-awareness, and second to love yourself. <laughs> so you are, you, it, it comes full circle. So um, profound counsel. Thank you, Jim Quick. It's an honor to be here with you. Absolutely. Looking forward to more. And there you have it. Really information-packed interview with the, my man, Jim Quick. Uh, go ahead and check him out at J-I-M-K-W-I-K on Instagram. Uh, and tag us, uh, Michael Trainer at Michael Trainer and at Jim Quick, and let us know what you uh, what you took from the episode, what you learned. Um, also, if you enjoyed it, please uh, go ahead and leave a review, uh, a rating and review on uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening. It would mean the world to me because uh, the the more reviews we get, the higher it moves up in the algorithm, and the more people get to benefit from this information, um, this community, where it really means the world to me. So. Um, your feedback is greatly appreciated. Um, With that, please go out there and live your inspired life.